Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. Welcome into Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, a transfer portal podcast. I am Mike Casaza, welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, all of our conversations lately have been about who is arriving at West Virginia via the transfer portal. That followed podcast about who is leaving via the transfer portal. Um, a lot of the stuff plays out on social media, it seems like, if not before, then certainly after we get information someone's leaving, and then we get information about why they left. That's how kids are wired these days. Something happened on social media the other day that I was not aware about until this was put in my face by several people who were wondering what I thought about it. A hashtag on the WVU basketball Twitter bio. Hashtag Press Virginia. What does it mean, Chris? Because this was not there, and now it is there. And what was before and was not recently may be back. Well, I mean, why why check and see what it is when we can just overreact and discuss and have a whole podcast about it, Mike? I think that's what we should do. Fair. Fair. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Yes. I've asked about it and I haven't even gotten a response. And then one was just an emoji of a shoulder shrug. I don't know who runs the Twitter. I think I know who it is. And I haven't seen that person or asked that person because it doesn't rise to that level of concern for me. However, a lot of people are fired up for it because those were like kind of halcyon days of basketball at West Virginia. Um, And it embodied a state mindset, a coach's mindset. It was like the perfect arrangement of players, guards, forwards, um, front court, back court. And it just clicked. And we mentioned identities a lot. And you need to be this or look like this or act like this. They were just a pain in the ass to play. And that was something to embrace. And people loved it. And then it went away because everything that I mentioned changed. And those parts are no longer there. And then most importantly, the rules changed and it became very hard to press. I don't know if it's back or not. But the fact that they're leaning into it like this. And also, it does appear that they have pieces or that they no longer have pieces that stood in the way. That alone is exciting. I talk about this a lot. You can have the conversations when certain conditions exist. We seem to be at that stage. At the very least, I don't know where this goes, but we seem to be at the position right now where you can have the conversation again. Absolutely. And it, I want to say it makes sense because remember all those podcasts ago when Joe Toussaint committed to West Virginia. And even before that, when I was wondering – how is this going to work offensively? How are you going to have these guys? And how is West Virginia going to score? When maybe the better question is, why am I worried about the scoring if they could just make it ugly, make it press Virginia? Because Javon Carter, Daxter Miles, those guys were not exactly known for their scoring earlier in their career. They got scoring because of their defense. They were able to kind of cover up or, or at least, like, I guess cover up their, their offensive shortcomings as they develop them because they did end up, you know, being uh, pretty darn good shooters, pretty darn good offensive players eventually. But they use that defense to create their offense. And maybe that's the way we should be looking at this rather than, uh, hey, how are they going to find offense from these guards? 
these offenses, these guards are going to find offense because of their defense, and they're going to get that defense, get that offense from Press Virginia. And it starts to make a lot more sense to me. It's a workaround. I mean, you recruit these shooters, and then you and you say without fail every every fall. <clears throat> Excuse me. Guys are making shots. Yeah. And it just never happens. But you can supplement that in so many ways if you are, one, turning teams over and then making them just waste possessions, getting into a position to start their offense with, like, 11 seconds in the shot clock. If you're just pestering them to really abbreviate their possessions and you're creating extra possessions with turnovers, you're you're kind of reducing scoring opportunities. And then, by the way, you're going to get run outs. You're going to have extra possessions where, yeah, if you're going to shoot 40%, well, you're going to shoot 40% on 20% extra possessions. So you have a chance to get some more points. I get that. And it does make sense. It's a heck of a zag um, because, again, everybody's saying offense and spacing and pace and things like that. And this is just saying, no, we're going to be a blender uh, right into the into the batter. And, and you guys are going to think one thing, and we're going to come in and make our own splash. And maybe it'll work. We'll see. To me, it says something about your Tucson's, your Stevenson's, your Mo Wig, Muhammad Wig. How do you pronounce mm-hmm. that one? Okay. Um, uh, and then prop like the, okay, like the beef. You like the beef? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Nickname potential right there. NIL if he wants it. Sure. We got a butcher in town. But it also says something about Taz Sherman, Sean McNeil, Gabo Saboyan. Great defender. Fouled a lot. Um, even Jalen Bridges, probably, I think they would say, not the the smoothest, quickest, most coordinated defender, too. They couldn't do it with who they had before. A lot of offensively inclined players or players who are great defenders but fouled a lot um, versus now, maybe not the most gifted offensive players. But I think if you look at the offensive metrics and measurements of some of these players, you go, this doesn't work. They got to score more, right? Maybe not. Maybe it doesn't work for that scoring. But did they see something in scouting and evaluation on tape or talking to coaches or people that know them that says, Hugs, this guy can play your defense. Press whatever, but he's gonna he's gonna make life miserable for the person he's across from. Tucson looks like that. Stevenson, I don't know. We'll see, but he certainly played for Frank Martin, who can give Huggins insight. Uh, Wagyu is, I, I was told, and I kind of agree with it. Kind of like projects as a Tariq Owens, kind of a back end, a lengthy jump around shot blocker, getting the passing lanes guy. We'll see what happens. Um, it does seem like they had the pieces, but to me, it says something about who's no longer on the roster too. So what do they need? I mean, does this does this switch to if if there is a switch to press Virginia, do the guys that we've been discussing the last few days still fit that? Or do you think maybe there's a couple other guys that they need? Like, do they need to go get another wing type player? Or do you think with this press Virginia, maybe it's best to stick with the guards? Because West Virginia did run a lot of three guard lineups when they were going press Virginia. Yeah, you're going to have to be fast. And if you can be big and fast, that's great. But you're going to have to be quick because you got to move laterally so much and, and do things. You're going to have to trap. And if you can do that with three people who can really move, you have a point guy and two wing guys, that's fine. But there's so many ways you could do it, I guess. I wonder if it's one of those things that can you press with different configurations? Maybe. We'll see. I think Huggins knows how to do it. And I, I just wonder if the rules allow it, though. That's the one thing. Can they be deep enough? to absorb what seems like inevitable foul trouble. I just, I haven't seen a team press since West Virginia, like, like West Virginia teams will do it in situations, you know, end of a half, end of a game um, against an opponent that's worn down or against an individual who just can't handle it. You see that, but that sustained pressure for 20 minute halves 
twice a game, three times a week. It just takes a toll on the team that does it. Never mind that has it done unto it. But if you're going to do that, it's going to be hard. It's going to take something out of your legs, obviously. You've seen their shooting has been victimized by it before, I believe. That's pretty clear. But also, I just think it's hard to guard and stay clean of foul trouble now, too. And I wonder how they're going to do that. They can't change the rule book. They can't. I think they would love to, but they can't. So it'll be interesting where they go next because, as I wrote this week, they have two more scholarships left. Do not be surprised they add three players. Do not. And then I really think they want a wing. I think they're going to entertain Jimmy Bell. They want to get no Chad Omier here. If they can, those are two additions I think they're going to make. But um, from what I understand, the Dante Allen pursuit is probably not going to get to the finish line. I don't think he's going to be end up here. Um, in fact, Western Kentucky. Can I say that? There. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's done now. Um, actually, by the time this comes out, this will probably have already been known, I guess, huh? But that's yeah. not going to happen. So I've also heard that they're still hitting wings really hard because I just think it's going to end up with them adding three more players or adding a big and a wing. There's going to be a wing in there somewhere, Chris. I think they'll answer your question um, in, a, in a roundabout way, but that's what they're going for now. They have a vision, and it's it's however many it takes to get to what, how the picture needs to look. So why are we here? Why are we why are we painting this picture? Why is Bob Huggins painting this picture? Is this is and I'm asking you to uh, this is what this is what people are going old school talk radio here and I want you to put words in Bob Huggins's mouth. Why is why is he doing this? Is this his way? Is this the only way he thinks he can compete right now or at least right away? The the quickest way to turn things around. Yeah, what if it wasn't a defense as much as a swagger? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's something that you can put on a jersey or a T-shirt or, or a warm-up or something like that, and you couldn't do that the past couple of years. You couldn't. But what if it's just a swagger and it's not a defense? That's what I wonder about because, hey, we tried to be the shooting team. We tried to be the spread team. We tried to be the four-out, five-out, four-round, one team, whatever. Eh, it worked. It didn't work. We might be a two-big team again. We might be a, a back-to-the-basket team again. We might throw on the block again, whatever. But you know what? By golly, we're going to beat Press Virginia. We're going to be dogged, determined defenders first. And then, listen, is that a zone? Is it just intense half-court man-to-man? It's a three-quarters. I, I just can't see Huggins locking himself into one. I think he's. I think he really likes the fact that he can diversify his defenses and throw different pitches from different arm angles, so to speak, to borrow from another sport. But my my major thing is just that it's it gives them a mentality and a swagger that they haven't had. And then that's something that's that's the umbrella under which everybody works out practices and operates now too and do they press a lot do they press period yeah it sounds like it but one i gotta see it because the rules but two that might just be like an accessory to the the identity that they seek and they may they may have embraced it again we'll see when do you think we'll get official word when, when's our next chance to talk to bob huggins you know how about at the news conference that celebrates him for being a hall of fame coach <laughs> Which hasn't happened yet, which I think is just beautiful because I don't think he's really concerned about it. So I don't know. We might see him sometime soon. We'll see. He's out doing a lot of things right now, but I don't know that you'll get a straight answer about it. We'll see. But is it also possible that people just want this so much yeah, that that's that's think, where I was going with this? Yeah. So do you think that's it? Like people think it's that simple to fix, but also like, man, those were fun days. We had something. And by we, I'm saying fans and players and all the people who want this to be something. Um, I wonder they just want it so much that this is just a way of opening the door and saying, come on back. We got something going because they can do that right now. I think they've been doing well enough with results, but certainly effort that people have been paying attention again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, 
I'm with you. I'm wonder. I'm curious what the, I guess, official stance we'll hear from Huggins and stuff like that uh, eventually. Um, like you said, very busy right now. It's open recruiting period. I would never really expect any coaches to be uh, open for press conferences and stuff while they're doing as much recruiting and traveling as they are. But it's. I'm wondering how much of this is is a, not a social media play. Like I don't think it's an April Fool's joke or anything like that. But are we going to get into semantics of what press Virginia is? is it, you know, is it going to be full court press, full game kind of stuff like it used to be? Or is it, hey, we're just going to play hard defense now and that's going to be our focus? It might not be a full court press, but so I think we'll see. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear what Huggins has to say about it because it's I mean, that wasn't from his Twitter account, which I don't think he runs his Twitter account half the time either. But he obviously doesn't run the WV Hoops Twitter account either. Final question. Yep. Can it happen? Can yes. a basketball team do this in 2022-23? Yes. I think you I think you have to have a very specific team. And 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 West Virginia was lucky enough, not lucky enough. They 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 planned it, they worked it, they they built it to have exactly what you need. And you need just ridiculous on-ball point guard defenders. You need to have interchangeability between your guards and some wings, and you need to have at least one person that can protect the rim because just the nature of a press, it they're going to get beat, and you have to have somebody that's that's able to be back, and at least they don't have to block a ton of shots, but they at least have to be back there enough that guys are going to, you know, if they get a two-on-one, and they see, you know, it, it was a two-on-one, and they had Kanade back there. They had Sags back there. And they'd go up and they'd get blocked five or six times. And that kind of stopped. Teams stopped going. They'd get two-on-one. They'd pull up and then kind of back out and wait for the the offense to reset. So you have to have very specific skill sets. I think West Virginia has a couple of those pieces. Like, I'm starting to like, the you know, the point guard idea with uh, Toussaint and Keedy Johnson. If, if they can be the defenders that they are capable of being, they could be those on-ball guys, not quite Javon Carter, but they can put pressure on it. Um, protection around the rim. Uh, Aconquo, you know, Huggins said he was one of the quick, the quickest off the off the floor when he was a, a f- true freshman this past season. And then Wagyu, I mean, he averaged what was it over three blocks a game this past season. So he is he is somebody that can definitely protect the rim. It will be interesting. It's probably a question that comes up soon. The next time we do talk to him, and then again, the answers I think may vary from from now to then. It's ultimately going to be like what they can do, but the fact that they're out doing this now means that they they have an idea and they're going to go for it, and they have some opportunities to finish with a vision, but also finish with a flourish. We will take you across the finish line as soon, and however West Virginia arrives there, stay tuned for all the answers at the end. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza, and I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 